Are you critically insane, have a lot of excess money, or even better, both? Then you can support this podcast by clicking on the ACAR support button. You can give as rarely and as little as you want, which, judging by the quality of this, I'm sure you're wanting to do. Hello and welcome to a PhD student reads episode one, two, I don't know. I think technically I called the last one episode zero on the on the Acast feeds thing, so I guess this is episode one. So hello, welcome to a PhD student reads episode one. And I've the PhD student have read Batman Volume Five Zero Year Dark City. Yes, volume five. You heard that correct? I wasn't going to go back and read Volume 1, uh, Court of Owls, because I've already read it. That's simple as. This is the fourth volume. It's the second volume of the Zero Year story. It um, sort of outlines the the origins of Batman in the new 52 canon that was going on at the time. Um, it's written by a crack team. Well, not written by, it's written by one guy, Scott Snyder. It was produced by a crack team of Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo is the penciler, Danny Mickey is the inker, and FCO Placencia, I think, maybe? Yeah, I'm sure he's not listening to this, so I'm sorry for butchering your name, but uh, that's the way it goes. Uh, he's the colourist. Um, so as I said, this is the second volume of The Early Years of Batman in the New 52. Uh, no, volume four was about the Red Hood gang. It involved Bruce Wayne returning to Gotham, acting as a vigilante, but not as Batman. It was a guy that wore um, face, like, latex masks of other people. If anyone's been watching Batwoman on the CW, imagine uh, Mouse, or Mouse's dad, with the masks, and that's exactly what Bruce Wayne was doing at the time. So he was in some sort of gang war with the Red Hood gang. Um, and he decided to not be... I can't remember why. Goodness, didn't you read it that long ago? He decided to take up the mantle. Oh, it was pretty much like the original Batman uh, origin. Not the one where he falls down the wells, but the one where he's sitting on a chair and sees a bat. He's like, yes, that's what I need. Bats. Batman um, it introduces, introduces the Red Hood gang, introduces the Riddler, introduces Bruce's uncle, who, on his mother's side, who was Philip Kane, as in Kate Kane from Batwoman, but uh, Philip. Um, well, to cut long short, he defeats the Red Hood gang, um, takes up the mantle of Batman, uh, and at the end, the Riddler proposes a riddle to Gotham City, and uh, they and then turns all the lights off, so there's a massive blackout. Um, so that's where this story picks up. Gotham is uh, completely blacked out, um, and Batman Bruce Wayne is out to fix it. Um, so I've got it here right in front of me, and just overall, what I've been reading, everyone seems to love these uh, two zero year volumes. I think they're okay. Just okay. I don't hate them. I've definitely read worse comics. 
Um, if I ever get to, um, if I finish the basically two foot high mountain of comics I've got next to my bed and actually start doing this for comics I've already read, there's an X-Men volume I've got where they fight Dracula and vampires. I think that might be the worst trade paperback I actually own. Um, it looked cool on the front. It was not cool what was kept within. Um, but anyway, back to Batman Volume 5 Zero Year Dark City. I just think it's okay. Um, volume 3 introduced the Joker back into the New 52, and that was great. Um, that was Death of the Family, introduced a new, new version of the Joker that was even more psychotic than that had been previously seen. It involved the whole Bat family, and then it just went to this. Another origin story for Batman. Um, and honestly, it at times reminds me of the old Fox TV show Gotham, in which people just show up and they're like, oh, it's Pamela Isley. Oh, um, she'll become poison ivy later on. She likes plants. Um, yeah. But I guess I'm in the minority. Everyone seems to be big, big fan. So the volume is pretty much split into two. So the first part is Zero Year Dark City and the second part is Zero Year Savage City. So I'll pretty much um, just go, not, not issue by issue. I mean, I don't, this isn't going to be some sort of, I'm not going to do like my own version of those comic story videos where I just go panel by panel and retell the story. It's pretty much just, this is a review show, at least that's my goal, that's what to get out of these. Um, so I'm going to tell you what my opinion is. So the Dark City plot of the two started off cool and then the more it went on, I thought it ended up fine. Um, so it introduces Dr. Death into the New 52. Um, so Dr. Death was one of the was introduced way back in the Bronze Age when I had to do some reading. When I first read this, I was like, "Oh, that's a cool new villain." So I went on Wikipedia, as you you know, as you are one to do. Um, if you don't know something about comics, Wikipedia wealth of information, um, and found out that it wasn't a new Fifty Two creation. It was a ye oldie creation. Um, it. <laughs> He was introduced right back in the Bronze Age. He was actually Batman's first recurring villain in Detective Comics. Um, so I thought, actually, that's even cooler than it being a new villain. Uh, he's an old, old villain brought back. Pretty much he was Batman's first recurring villain in Detective Comics. And then he became Batman's first, I guess second, because his Red Hood gang is his first, but one of his earliest recurring timeline. Um, and he was cool. He... He's a, a Wayne Tech, Wayne Enterprises scientist that went a bit off the rails and started developing this sort of bone ser bone healing serum. So basically, if his goal was to give it to soldiers. If the soldier got shot, they would heal up straight away. But that wasn't really what sort of happened. He became sort of some sort of bone freak. So... The, the story starts with like Bruce Wayne, uh, Batman is escaping from the police, um, as he's wont to do in those early years, pre Jim Gordon commissioner years, in a Batmobile that looks like some sort of 1940s car, but 
Batmobile-esque. He drives it on, um, through a tunnel. It's all very exciting. Um, but Jim Gordon and Harvey Bullock are investigating this crime scene in which a body is sort of all their bones have exploded out of them and they look like a scarecrow made out of bones, which is pretty cool. And they're like, oh, classic, you know, comic origin story sort of thing. They're like, oh, Batman must have done it. Of course, Jim Gordon is it's like, no, I don't think so. Um, he goes on to introduce that, that Bruce and Jim don't get along and there's some past between them that doesn't explain right away, but we will get to because that's one of my gripes with um, Volume 5. Um, he goes to show, he figures out that it's a Wayne, old Wayne Enterprises employee. Um, what was his name? Jim. No? Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, I can't remember. Hellfern. I think that was his surname. Yes, there we go. He was Hellfern. Um, so I introduced him. He used to work with Lucius Fox. Um, there are these weird flashback bits at the start of each one. Some of them I don't think make any sense. One... They all sort of tie into the plot of the main... of that issue at some point. Some are a lot flimsier than others. Like one is a bunch of army soldiers. That doesn't... That is in issue one, but that's not explained until pretty much right at the end of... Uh, of the Dark City part. Um... Yeah, I feel like I'm really nuttering. I'm not. I'm doing exactly what I said I wouldn't do. Just going panel by panel. Um, right. So it's pretty much Batman is trying to figure out what Doctor Death is up to, as well as trying to bring power back to Gotham. That's pretty much it. Is what's going on in Dark City. He, the police are also after Batman because you know Batman is vigilante. We can't be having that in the. Uh, upstanding streets of Gotham, a city I've never figured out why anyone actually wants to live in, because it's absolutely awful. Um, oh, I forgot, there was a, there's a super storm coming to Gotham, so they're, they're trying to get the power back on to before the storm arrives, so that uh, the you know, Gotham is more likely to survive all this flooding and, and whatnot. Um... It goes on and on and on and on and on. Uh, he escapes the police. Uh, he confronts Dr. Death on the top of this um, balloon. And um, then Dr. Death is defeated. He's killed, unfortunately. I mean, it is comics. I'm sure he'll be back at some point, maybe. But he, he's killed because Batman keeps hurting him. Every time he's hurt, uh, his bones you know, heal over and he becomes slightly larger, somewhat more grotesque. And eventually, Batman just pummels him up so much that his bones basically crush him and he's killed. But in doing so, um, the Riddler actually... He does that, right. So, Dr. Death, is, it turns out he's actually a lackey for the Riddler, which I was somewhat disappointed by because I thought Dr. Death was cool by himself. And it's like, oh, he's just a, one of the Riddler's henchmen. Okay, fine. Um, 
So the Riddler succeeds in the end. Power is not restored to Gotham City. And instead, all these bombs go off around the city, um, allowing the storm to flood, flood it. And uh, all these balloons in the air go off, releasing this chemical onto the city. It turns out the chemical is produced by Pamela Isley, Poison Ivy. Uh, I guess that's why she's introduced at the beginning, just for that. Uh, so plants grow all up over the city, hence Savage City for the second part. Uh, right, before we get to that, um, the theme of... Um, the theme of Dark City, for me, seems to be good people do bad things, but for good reasons. So there's one point, goes to uh, talk to Lucius Fox uh, and be like, you used to know Dr. Death. Tell me about him, please. And then Bruce Wayne, uh, Lucius Fox injects Bruce Wayne with uh, a serum of some description and then Dr. Death appears. You're like, oh my goodness. Like, Lucius Fox isn't the upstanding guy that we've been brought, you know, known to believe and through all sort of all other Batman fiction. And then it turns out it's actually a uh, a antidote for for Doctor Death's own powers of causing the bone uh, serum, for causing the bones to scrap people, bones to get people that happened to the other Wayne Tech scientists. He's like, oh, that was. Okay, fine. But the worst of the two is Jim Gordon. So as I said, there's some history between Bruce Wayne and Jim that they uh, that is like sort of throughout the beginning of the Dark City arc. And so after Batman escapes from uh, Commissioner Loeb and the police, uh, he is rescued by Jim Gordon. And Jim Gordon tells... Uh, Batman of this story of when he met Bruce Wayne as a child and uh, it's a retelling of a story that was in one of the early issues in which Bruce is telling Jim his side of this story in which he saw Jim he was really, um, Bruce Wayne was playing truant and he should have been at school uh, and um, so he gets caught by Jim Gordon and his partner uh, and then his partner gives Jim they stop by a shop and uh, Jim's partner goes in and then brings out this coat and gives it to him. Um, and then Bruce figures out it's actually, it was a payoff. So you're like, oh my goodness, Jim Gordon's corrupt. That's a new, well at least, moderately different. That's cool. Not, so if you remember The Dark Knight Rises, um, Jim Gordon is supposedly corrupt in that. That's what, um, what's his name? Oh, the guy that's Robin at the end. Um, tells um, tells him he's not really that corrupt. He's just you know he wants the city to be still believe in Harvey Dent, but whatever, whatever. That's not why. This is actually interesting. He is like, oh my goodness, Jim Gordon's corrupt. But then when Jim Gordon tells this version of the story, it turns out that Jim was new, fresh from Chicago. He gives him this coat, and he's like, oh, okay, fine. And then he catches. Uh, the other members of the police force betting on some dog fights and um, you know allowing them to run and so obviously Jim being the upstanding cop that he is can't let this happen so the other police make him fight the dogs uh, he, he beats all the dogs um, but then you know he's like you know I'll do things my way his way being the good way 
So it turns out Jim Gordon's not corrupt. He's still the Jim Gordon you know and love. Which I guess, you know, that's what you expected to happen. But I was, just, I was more intrigued by Jim Gordon being a corrupt police officer that was slowly working his way back into being a, an honourable police officer. And I was hoping that maybe as the story progressed, Batman would help him see that, you know, being corrupt is wrong and you should fight for truth and justice and whatnot. But then, yeah, he didn't. He just, Jim was like that all the time and Bruce Wayne was wrong to judge him. Fine, whatever. Um, Alright, yeah, so at the end of Dark City, uh, Batman is pretty much defeated. The Riddler thinks he's dead. Um, the power's off in Gotham still. Uh, Gotham is flooded and it's overrun by big plants and whatnot. And that's when Batman Zero Year Savage City begins, the second part of the volume, as I said. Um, I like this bit more. It starts off a bit slower. He um, he arrives. Uh, Batman wakes up. Well, Bruce Wayne wakes up from a coma. From a from a coma. Um, he's been looked after by a young girl, and he's like looks out the windows. Oh my God, Gotham! What a wasteland. Um, Riddler pretty much he runs the city, and in order to stop, you know, in order for Riddler to let the city go, people are allowed to once a day confront him, uh, ask him a riddle, and if the Riddler can't solve it, then everyone is free to go. But obviously, he's the Riddler, so that never happens. Uh, so Batman shows back up. Uh, he meets up with Jim Gordon and Lucius Fox. They hatch a plan. Some The government send in some marines. Um, at one point, who Jim is like, yes, good, you're going to save us. And it turns out they're just going to try and pay off the Riddler, but that doesn't happen. Um, in the end, Batman... So they all they concoct a plan where Batman will, will um, ask the Riddler a riddle um, to try and figure out... Because the Riddler, they know the Riddler is somewhere in the city, but not exactly where. So they, you know, do some you know, comics hacking and whatnot, and uh, Batman will ask the Riddler a riddle, and then they'll figure out Riddler's location. So they do that, they go to where they think the Riddler is, turns out the Riddler's not there, it's a trap. Uh, so Lucius Fox gets shot, lots of um, other bad things happen to them all. Um, Um, yeah, in case you're wondering what that noise is, my phone is ringing in the background. But uh, I'm sure it'll be it'll be fine. Um, and then it turns right. So then it turns out the Riddler's big goal is to destroy Gotham City by the government sending in some jets that will destroy where they think will send missiles where um, these Marines tell them to. But the Riddler has laced the underbelly of Gotham with these bombs, so when the missiles hit uh, Gotham, uh, Gotham will sink into the ground and it will all be destroyed, and that will be the end of that. Um, of course, it's not the end of that. Batman and Lucius Fox again 
figure out where the riddle is. Um, Jim goes off to try and stop the planes by producing a bat signal. And like I said, it's like the TV show Gotham where they introduce characters. They introduce the big penny in volume five. And the penny shows back up here. Um, he uses it like a big well, reflecting mirror with a bat on it. And one of the jet pilots is flying up. He's like, it's a bat signal. That's a bit on the nose, but cool, whatever. Um, so the planes get called off, but then they're going to make a second run at the city and destroy it. But this, by this point, Batman has found the Riddler. He's basically taking part in some sort of game show. Um, it's... If you ever watched... Uh, I mean, if you're... There was a kids' TV show, um, well, when I was a kid, anyway, on CITV, hosted by Michael Underwood. Um, it was called The Eliminator, where these kids would have to answer questions, and then there was like some sort of monster behind them that was, you know, track them down. Um, they, they would think they would start off like two steps ahead, and then the creature would move forward um, one step per question. Uh, and if they you know, got questions wrong, they wouldn't move forward, and then so the monster would move forward. And if they got caught, they would lose. That's a bit like what this is. It's surrounded by lasers, and the riddle will turn one laser off for every riddle. Batman gets right before the planes arrive, and if he answers all the riddles, he can um, power up the city, and the planes will be called off. Great. Um, at least that's what the plan is. So, uh, I think, cool, it'll be a good especially you know whilst batman is supposedly the greatest detective a lot of batman comics do end up with it just being a fight like a physical fight which is cool and all but maybe, maybe it's because i'm a phd student but i like you know battles of the minds like cool there'll be a few pages of batman solving riddles and eventually there'll be some impossible riddle and batman will get it right um so batman's doing that for a bit he's answering these riddles um, and then he gets one wrong, um, but then so the Riddler's like, "Ha ha, I win!" But then, I mean, maybe I just didn't understand. Maybe I'm just stupid because I'm a little bit riddles are not something I've ever really got. So Batman doesn't get the answer right. He says it's a blade, and the answer is a nod. But then he basically just punches the Riddler in the face. Um, because for some reason, the the um, robots, the Riddler bots that the Riddler's got, aren't tracking Batman anymore. Um, so then he doesn't, it's not, you know, he uses his brain for a bit. And then he doesn't need to anymore, he just punches the Riddler in the face. Um, but it turns out that's not the end of the game. Because to turn the power back on, the Riddler, you have to either, um, the Riddler's got like this electrode thing. Onto his jets. And if the Riddler dies, the city will be black dark forever. Um, uh, uh, but to turn the city back on, um, he needs a shock of 10,000 volts. So then Batman has a defibrillator and shocks himself. You think, oh, guy failed. And of course, it's Batman comic, so he, he succeeds. And power is restored to Gotham City. Um, you know, the plane's called off. Hooray! Um, they suddenly. So there's a bit at the beginning where I mentioned that each issue begins with a very tangentially related 
It's not a flashback, and it's of Bruce Wayne in school. He's got a skinhead for some reason, um, but whatever. He there are two in Savage City. There's one where he climbs up this drain pipe, sees this girl Julie, and then when he looks at her, it looks like she's been shot in the head, like um, his parents. And the other one, and the teacher is asking him this question, and uh, when Bruce looks around to see the other kids, he also looks like they've been shot in the head. Um, uh, so then Bruce decides to undergo some sort of electroshock therapy to sort of forget who he is and reset his own life um, he's telling this to Alfred at the end after Savage City is pretty, it's like the epilogue like Savage City has concluded um, Alfred is like you know time for you to give up being Batman he's like no I will not do that because it provides me with some sort of therapy um, and he, he says it's fun so that's fine. This girl, Julie, reappears. And then he starts telling Alfred that he will undergo this shock therapy to you know, try to wipe him, Bruce Wayne from his mind and start again. Not sure what that's got to do with the rest of it. I mean, it's taking place at the same time as he's shocking himself with a defibrillator. That bit is quite cool. It flashes between the two. But what actually that story has got to do with the main bit I don't really get other than Julie shows up at the end and then Alfred has this vision where um, Bruce and Julie go out on this date um, and they live their fun happy life out of kids Bruce Wayne gets a moustache you know wonderful happy ever after but that isn't what happens he decides to become Batman instead um, and Julie goes on a merry way without having a date with Bruce Wayne Okay, great. I don't know if Julie is it going to be important in another in the other five volumes because there's ten volumes of the new Fifty Two Batman run. Um, I don't know. Maybe. Well, I guess I'll I'll see. But for now, that bit just left me ambivalent. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm just maybe I get as I said. Everyone seems to love the two zero year volumes. I guess I'm in the wrong. But for me, it just I thought it was fine. Not necessary, but not bad. What I did like, though, was the end. The, um, the end of the volume ends with this side story. Um, it's, just, you know, it's just a few pages long. These two kids and with their alcoholic father who leaves them. And the youngest brother is scared of the dark. And so the girl is telling him... You know, don't be scared of the dark, blah, blah, blah. Because out there in the dark are these heroes. And it's a brute. Batman is right in the middle. And then round the edge are other characters. I will admit, I don't recognise all of them. I can see Red Hood, Catwoman, Green Arrow. That's John Stewart. But dressed as a... I guess because this is at the beginning of New 52. It's like, you know, before everyone became the heroes that they are. So you've got Red Hood... Catwoman, Green Arrow, John Stewart as an army man, Superman down at the bottom, but as more Superboy wearing a t-shirt, and then there's three on the side. I don't know who they are. I think one of them is supposed to be Barbara Gordon. Um, one looks like maybe <laughs> looks like the Iron Fist, but that can't be the Iron Fist because that's that's silly. Um, I don't know who. There's like a black kid there. I don't know who that is. And the last one is Barry Allen. Just running. I don't... 
I mean, it's a cool page, and I like the sentiment. Yeah, that's what I have to say on that. I thought it was, you know, for it's a few. It's like, oh, where's I was expecting it to end with something like Batman would appear and scare the dad and tell them to look after the kids, but that's not what happened because there was an issue a bit like that in Volume Four. Um, but no, it was like, oh, look, it's it's the Justice League, sort of. Um, so I like that. So overall, I'm gonna say I did. I thought. Batman Volume 5, Zero Year Dark City, a name that really rolls off the tongue. I thought it was good. Just good. Not amazing like everyone else. Not bad. Like, not like nobody thinks. Just good. The art's good throughout. Um, the art team of Greg, Danny, and FCO do a great job. The story is fine. Like, you know, I don't, I don't. Scott Snyder seems to write. They're very, they're very word heavy. Um, it's no Grant Morrison, but um, but you know it's you know it's good. I still think this is one of the best Batman stories I've ever read. So you know I will continue. I mean I own Volume Six already, so that'll probably be the next one of these. That's something I should probably mention now. This isn't a Batman show, but I own a lot of Batman that I haven't read yet. So, I think the next maybe ten of these will be Batman. Maybe I'll scatter in. I want to reread the um, Hawkeye. Um, that run everyone likes. Oh, oh, who did that? If everyone knows it, that Hawkeye run everybody likes. Um, and I've just got some other comic books in there. I've got Jinx by Brian Michael Bendis, a crime novel as well. I found in an Oxfam. So I'll give that a read too, but we will see what happens. Um, I think this has probably been a bit worse than episode zero. I think I really naturally should be thorough planning when doing these, but um, I guess we'll see how it happens. Uh, thank you very much for listening. I've been the PhD student. Um, good night.